G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast. It doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and those that are going to bring you value to your Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by Kays. How you going, mate? I'm very, very well. Happy self. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Are you, are you doing so well because uh, you know that I went down uh, in the prelim in our home league this weekend? That made me incredibly happy and it was really a uh, good beating evil kind of scenario with uh, pugs beating you on the weekend. Uh, I might dive into this a bit deeper on actually in the in the pod here. I think you did you make some of the best coaching decisions you could have on the weekend? Uh, absolutely not. Although mm. there were guys that were doing pretty well. My, the, the, the big killers for me were people like Andrew Brayshaw getting a 60, Nick Caulfield getting a 40. Uh, there's someone else in there. I'm forgetting that absolutely stunk it up. Jake Lloyd started like a house on fire and only finished on a 90. Yep. Uh, there was a few there that just really let me down. There was one more in there that – oh, Sam Menegola. He needed a rocket too, a 61 or something like that. What an ass. But anyway. <laughs> hey, I've talked about it all year, man. You just got to get to the finals and anything can happen. Like after yeah. the first game of the week, you were looking almost unbeatable yeah. and uh, Pugs just clawed you back and uh, got the victory. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's disappointing, but you know, coming from second to bottom last year, working your way up to a prelim, arguably should have been in a grand final if things went your way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. And I could have been undefeated this year if, you know, things went my way, but yeah. you know, they just didn't. Yeah, but like, it's more likely that one game doesn't go your way than a whole season doesn't go your whole way. Uh, oh, you well, way. you know, it depends how <laughs> I can argue that if you want me to. Uh, but it's not all lost. You are, you and me are taking each on each other this weekend in the Podcasters League grand yeah. final. After choking in in the uh, prelim last year, I finally made a grand final, but unfortunately, you've made one too. The first grand final, your first grand final. Now well, we're so. talking good v evil. Everyone will be on my side, I think, this weekend. I highly doubt it. They Everyone's want the team hoofer. That's they for want sure. the underdog to win. Nah. Oh yeah, maybe. That's maybe it. we should. Maybe. Uh, right. I might, we'll put out the teams sometime later this week. You know, the, that's the, a good kind idea. Of the, the rough teams and see who you th- uh, people think might get up. That's a great idea. So yeah, we can uh, put out the teams. We can have some predictions, or just who you're going for. You can uh, choose your time, choose your team, buy a membership for each club. Hashtag Team Case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, use a hashtag. Uh, and lastly, Hef, I'm also feeling really good. Not only because I just had a delicious uh, red chicken curry for dinner, but these uh, new t-shirts are super comfy, man. Yeah, man, they're pretty sweet. So if uh, for those who haven't uh, been following, those living under a rock, you would say, uh, we've uh, ordered in some uh, Keeper League t-shirts. So uh, I don't know if you're looking at the footage. There's a Nice little Keeper League logo up there for you uh, to get involved, just to rep the brand and uh, show people that you listen to the best uh, Keeper League-specific AFL fantasy podcast <laughs> in the country. So, uh, yeah, look, um, if you're keen to get your hands on one of those, head to our website, uh, keeperleaguepod.com.au and click on the merch section. But, uh, no, they are great T-shirts. They're AS Colour Tees, apparently um, responsibly sourced, which is a, a really big thing, apparently. So that's, that's Yeah. Good. And I think the quality speaks for itself as well. They're yeah. really good T-shirts as well. Nicely, they yeah. It's like almost the comfiest t-shirt I own. Yeah, it's the AS colour, man. They're the best t-shirts in the game. Oh. Anyway, uh, we're about to get stuck into the round rewind, but we better crack our remedy kombuchas for the night, mm-hmm. case. Go on, Blood Orange tonight. I drank through the cola uh, box like it was bloody going out of fashion last week. It's completely, you can look over there, it's completely <laughs> it's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Lucky I took one home, you know, just so there was some proof that we got some, so... Big ticks there, obviously, to uh, Mr. Kombucha for sending it through. That's all right. We've got the uh, the Blood Orange tonight. So, my second favourite now, Cola's overtaken as my favourite flavoured. Uh, That's official, is it? Can yeah, official, officially. Yeah. So, Blood Orange is yeah. my second. I'm not, you have to try the uh, Cherry Plum, though. So, if Remedy can send that one day, <laughs> uh, I'll be keen to try that one because that could become a favourite because everyone's raving about that one on the uh, on the Twitter sphere. Anyways, enough about Kombucha and T-shirts and Podcaster League Grand Finals. Let's get stuck into the Round Rewind. <laughs> we 
Moving on to the round rewind, the segment where we recap all of the weekend's games and talk about some keeper league specific uh, relevant players. So, Kaze, you had a look at the St Kilda versus West Coast game. I did. First game of the round 17, and uh, we'll start with the Saints. Paddy Ryder had 95 points. Now, he's looking like the Saints' number one ruckman the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had 22 hitouts, 13 touches, and a goal. Uh, the Saints seem to be kind of using Ryan Marshall a bit more up forward or, or kind of resting him, I suppose, potentially ahead of a a finals assault now just uh, looking ahead for people who might need to play him they have GWS this week now uh, it's either going to be Mummy or Source depending on whoever they decide to play this week I think he's one you want to start against those guys I think um, he will dominate either he's obviously in a bit of form um, it's always a bit risky with what Rowan Marshall is going to do so um, it'll be tough to know 100% but as that ruck forward DPP I think he's more than uh, possible to get him in as a, as a bit of a streamer, especially this week. So, look, looking forward, he's not going to be a he's not going to be a hold if he is a, he's a dangerous. But I think next year he'll be a handy add nonetheless. Hunter Clark has finally uh, notched up another good score. He's uh, eighty two. Look, we kind of touted him as a big breakout uh, contender this year, but to be honest, he's been a little bit underwhelming, uh, a bit of mixed form. So he's had lots of scores in the fifties and that, but has notched up five eighty pluses. So for me, I kind of expected a bit more. I think there might have. Been a few coaches who were a bit nervy about holding him next year, but I do think he kind of have to. I think he's one that might just uh, go bananas next year if he does get a bit more, you know, a bit more responsibility. I think around there. But saying that. On the flip side, you know, St. Kilda have such a talented backline, especially fantasy-wise. You've got, you know, uh, Caulfield's um, patterns, etc. So, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about Hunter Clark at the moment? Uh, look, I have faith. He's still a class player, class kid. And upside la- up, up year last year and then comes into this year um, a bit down. Uh, Caulfield has kind of risen in that half-back mm. line. And that's probably, you know, eaten away at some of his points. He does get a bit more, uh, a little bit more midfield time at times for St. Kilda as well. But the midfield rolls too deep and I think that hinders him a bit there. Uh, just wait for the natural progression. I think he'll come good. And lastly for the Saints, Seb Ross, 69, was the fourth best score for the Saints. A lot of handballs in there. Heffy, what are you doing this week? Are you keeping him or are you delisting him? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to make that decision this week. I, I want you to make a decision this week. <laughs> I, I really can't. He's very close. Like, he's definitely on the borderline. He's come good in the last few weeks. Um, and, and you just know he's got the premium talent, like, of, you know, yesteryear, I guess, 2018. Um, look, I'll, I'll, he's been played as a tagger at the moment, which is actually just seeing him kind of get a few more tackles. But you're right, lots of handballs and things like that instead mm-hmm. of actually getting kicks. Um, look, Jerry's still out. At this point, I'd say if I had to make the call now, I'd probably keep him. Okay. Yep. Now, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Flying Ryan scored 77 points. We talked him up a couple of weeks back when he had a 90. as a great, great streaming option. Now, Hef, in your home league grand final, you owned him and yep. you didn't put him as an option to stream. Yeah. Can you run me through that decision? Uh, yeah, because he got like 20 the week before. So... And then he was playing, he was playing at St. Kilda, who were traditionally a tough team to, well, not traditionally, but sorry, got 50 the week before. But um, look, he was playing at St. Kilda, who aren't the easiest team to score against. So I thought, you know, after coming off 94, 50, getting a 51, flash in the pan, he wasn't a streamer. But what was stupid, though, in the end is I had Jake Waterman, who was another one I wanted to stream, mm-hmm. and Zach Fisher. And I went with Zach Fisher, who just got injured in the first quarter and then sputtered up for the rest of the game. He chose the worst. Oh, I'm, I'm really weird when it comes to, like, streaming options. Like, if someone goes big, like, if someone goes small the last week, it puts me off. But if someone goes, like, big or, like, small the week before, but they've gone big the week before that, I think, oh, they're due to come back to scoring well again or they're due for another big one. Instead of going on form, I think they're due, which okay. just is the most flawed, like, 
prospect. So what we've learned from tonight is Hef should not play roulette because uh, <sighs> he'd get it wrong. All Can we the time. go back to the just the lockout, the start of the week, so I don't <laughs> have to actually worry about this? <laughs> in, in all honesty, though, the loophole has actually gotten me through the last few weeks, probably, and this week it just fucked me. So I was probably it can ruin you. Yeah. It does ruin the whole weekend. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he had 16 touches, four tackles, in a goal. They play North Melbourne this weekend, and they probably want to win well to uh, kind of start some home finals. So he's one I would definitely be streaming this week if you can. Uh, Liam Duggan, just lastly, 69. Whoa, 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 whoa. We made him 2G4P. I just was looking at it a bit more. What? Can I talk about Brazier every week then? What's no, going on here? I just want to. There's actually no one else to talk about. I just wanted to give my boy a tip of the cap. You've got 30. You've got five seconds. Respect from being a top 25 <laughs> defender this year. Well done, Liam. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, let's move on to Geelong versus Richmond. So, uh, Saba Radigalia, he had 89 points, seven marks. He was just clunking everything. Uh, you know, in a game where Richmond were kind of down and out in the last quarter, he kind of pulled them back a bit with the marks he was taking. So, he had five hitouts as well. So, he's still getting a little bit of that ruck time. Uh, could be a good option one day if he can settle um, in Geelong's like ruck rotation. But who knows with Blitzarv, though? It always changes all the time. So, you know, one of those good games, but keep monitoring from here on. Uh, Mark O'Connor had 83 points. Kaze, you've banged on about him all this year and yes. last year. You like the guy. He does look like a fantasy player when he's up and about, but probably a bit too inconsistent. But if you can get a decent run of games together, he's definitely one to look at, but not someone you jump in straight away after that performance. Um, Moving on to some Richmond players. So, uh, Daniel Rioli, he had 70 points and it was a good game for him. So, you know, respect for a good score. But his role just isn't conducive to fantasy scoring. So, I think for Daniel Rioli, he's more of a streamer type because he can have some good games where he does kick a few goals and gets a point like this. Kind of like Liam Ryan, actually. So, uh, yeah, a really good streamer type. Not someone I'd want to rely on this, uh, you know, consistently. Nick Vlosten case. Mm. He had 69 points. Now, he is a player that's getting into 2G4P territory. Right. I think it's too late to, to get him in the 2G4P. Well, let me just go through a few things here. So, mm. he's 91% owned now. So, like, we talk about players that you have a chance of getting sure. in your yep. side, but now they're 90, 90% owned. Every, he's owned in every league, basically. You've got no chance of getting him because he's scoring so well. He hasn't gone under 60 since round 10. So, he's gone, what, seven weeks in a row without going under 60. So, the Corona, 75, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, BCV, 75. That's pretty handy for your last defender. Very handy. Probably, he's probably most people's first defender this year. Yeah, exactly. The way he's scoring. So, yeah, that's, you know, very close to 2G. You can cross him off if you want. Yeah, I'm deleting it because there's only one season episode to go. <laughs> so, it doesn't One matter. less person to talk about next week. He might be back uh, next year. Uh, Jack Rewight had 66 points and kicked four goals. But as always, he needs goals to score well. He's not doing that as often as he was, especially since mm-hmm. Lynch has come in and uh, stolen a lot of his, uh, uh, I guess, targets up forward. So, his fantasy days are over for mine. So, don't get sucked in by 66 points. But respect for a good score there. Jack uh, and Jack Ross had uh, 58 points and he started like an absolute house on fire and died away but look positive signs because he's getting the midfield minutes and he's got the fantasy game I reckon just give him some time to develop if you've got him he's a stash what do you think Case? Uh, he's in my list at the moment but he Ooh. won't be making my 16 he's just one of those guys I feel I drafted a year too early and potentially may regret you know yeah. Uh, Like for to slot him into your 16 keepers, it's tough because there's always someone else you might kind of favor a bit more. Uh, Someone I'll talk about a bit later on for me, but um, yeah, he's close. He's close. 16 is hard, but if you've got a deeper league, he's you're talking dynasties. He's a he's a definite keeper in dynasty for me. Definitely. Uh, North Melbourne versus Fremantle. So uh, I actually watched this, uh, well, the second half of this game at the uh, famous Blue and White Cafe in North Adelaide. I just felt like a, an AB or a halal snack pack, as uh, they're called up in the in the Queensland states, I think they are, because Cam's been uh, running me through. Uh, what, hang on. Since, you, the, uh, since you, the strip club incident, uh, he's been running me through the best kebabs and uh, halal snack packs, apparently. You ate in at the Blue and White. 
Yeah, because I was going to the footy, so I just had. I felt uh, like something uh, lunch, so I just okay. kind of sat at the front of the tables and chairs, scoffed a nice. scoffed an AB and went in. But I'm, anyway, I'm very pro blue and white as opposed yeah. to the uh, the, the red, red and white. white. Yeah. yeah, if you're in Adelaide, you probably know what that means. Yes, uh, but anyway, uh, Aaron Hall he had 60 points. Uh, so I guess Case, if you owned him, do you keep him next year? Keeping in mind, he'll probably keep forward status. Ooh. I worry about North Melbourne all the time. Yeah, like every moment of when I put thought into it. There are some capable players in their side, though. A few. Yeah, but how old is Aaron Hall? Off the top of your head, uh, pushing late twenties. Yeah, mm. he's for me could just be like they're just not going to pick him next year. Yeah, I like can definitely it's just that. so risky, man. Uh, you only keep him if you've like got nothing else, right? Correct. Or if you're in potentially in a window, or. Yep. If you can hold off on your keeper lodgement until kind of some JLT next year yep. to get a bit of a feel of if he's actually in best 22, but he's a risky prop. I think so too. Uh, Cam Zerha, he had 60 points and got on, uh, got on the end of a couple of goals. I'm just hoping here for a breakout in the next couple of seasons. He looks the likely type. He looks like he's got a bit of mongrel about him. Mm. I reckon he can do some fantasy scoring if he's given the chance to unleash. Uh, Blake Akers had 97 points. So he's 2G4P, surely. Uh, he's gone. He's playing a very fantasy-friendly role on the wing. Uh, he's snapped up in most leagues. 2G4P for the rest of the season, at least. Blake Akers, see you later. Uh, Stephen Hill had 90 points. Uh, so the next highest score from the season was 59. So uh, he was playing against North as well. So no, thank you. I think that's a bit of a uh, inflated score there. His best days are done, unfortunately. Definitely. I'm surprised he's actually still playing this year. I thought he would be just, you know, gone and retired by now. Uh, Lockie Schultz, case mm-hmm. mini Robbie Gray. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm oh, still going with it. Don't give that shit. <laughs> I'm still going with it. He looks like Robbie Gray. when it's Just the way he moves, you know, and he plays that kind of half forward role. I reckon one day he's got the potential to run through the middle. Might worse. But anyway, he keeps backing it up. Uh, he kicked three goals. Just got a really good feeling about this guy. I reckon he's going to just turn into a, not a superstar, but just a handy forward to have in your side. And someone's going to keep forward status for a few years to come as well. So I don't mind the old Lockie Schultz. And uh, Ethan Hughes, another guy I'm a big fan of. Uh, 65 points. Uh, been banging on about him for a month now. But look, he's a fantasy friendly halfback flanker, developing nicely. He takes marks, runs off his lines. I reckon, you know, stash away because he, uh, yeah, he's definitely got some fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, uh, after I went to the Blue and White Cafe, I yes. went down to uh, Adelaide Oval mm-hmm. and watched Port Adelaide versus Essendon, uh, your team. Did you catch this game, Case? As you Thankfully, I was uh, <laughs> elsewhere where I couldn't watch it. I had a I had a ticket for you, Kaze. Yeah. What, what happened? Uh, my B grade side <laughs> got knocked out of the finals, so I thought you know I'd stick around, and watch the A grade, and uh, go back have a few beers with the boys at the footy club. Mm. So I had nothing to do with the way you know you checked your phone after the game, <laughs> saw Hayes, and were performing. No, or? we were leading at quarter time, so it would have been oh, one of those too, ones. Yeah. But it didn't help that it was pissing down rain, and uh, you know I knew we, we were had great shit. seats. By the way, we were like in the Adelaide Oval members area, undercover. It was perfect. Should have come. I'm upset I couldn't have come, but uh, <laughs> look, there was things that took. Priority and uh, seeing my side get belted wasn't up there. Okay, well you know, I got it. Thanks for the ticket. I got yeah, the footy rain hail shine. If we're gonna get belted, twenty twelve, I was there through every game. Just goes to show the quality of supporter we have in the room. All anyway. the listeners are lucky enough to <laughs> listen to this every week. Like drinks it out, pulls it out in our bloody group chats. All right, uh, Connor Rosie, he had seventy eight points. Uh, flagged the uh, flagged that bump with our butters out last week. So we hope you got on board that. But look, I reckon by now with him because. He's playing with a sore foot this season. So, and when Butters comes in the side, he gets stuck up forward a lot more. So, he's going to be, his value is going to be a lot lower this year. And there's going to be a risk about him. But, you know, if you're watching him closely, you know he's a talent. But if there's a coach who owns him who doesn't, you know, watch Port Adelaide real closely and just been looking at Connor Rosie's scores throughout the year and kind of, you know, not been too impressed with them, 
I reckon he's a chance that you might be able to snap him up. And he's playing Collingwood this weekend, who just give up bulk fantasy points as well. With Butters out, I reckon he's a great one to chuck on your field this week, despite the uh, the scoring this year, the average this year. Definitely uh, a good one coming into finals. Uh, Riley Bonner had 77 points, and he's playing across halfback. He won some footy and also got involved in the uh, possession-style play that Port do, especially when they can't find uh, an option forward. They tend to move the ball across halfback a bit and wait. Um, so get involved in that. But he went out 57% disposal efficiency. I'm not sure that he's best 22 when all players are fit because, you know, he first three kicks, I think, were clangers on the weekend and he just come in last this week. If someone like uh, Burton is fit, he's absolutely no chance of playing. So while he does score pretty well, I reckon he'll battle, Case. No, he's just lucky Burton's never fit. Yeah, um, yeah look, he's in uh, my podcasters league side. It's just someone I thought could add a bit of, you know, uh, guts to my depth, but uh, hasn't really ever threatened to be a, a mainstay in my team either. If he could play every week, he'd be fine, but uh, he just is not good enough at the moment. He's working his foot skills. Anyway, Charlie Dixon had 71 points, and he was always going to go big with Hurley on the weekend. Just wish he could kick straight. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he kicked what, was it, three goals, four or something like that, two goals, four. It's not enough from the big fella, but uh, if he can kick straight, he'd be an absolute monster. He'd probably win the Coleman if he could kick straight this year. <laughs> is the ball too scared to hit the foot? Is that like the ball yeah. moves? I just, he just does doesn't kick through it. He's, he's weird. I think it's because he's from Queensland. Didn't grow up playing the game. That's the problem. Didn't he? What did he grow up playing? I don't know. Basketball? No, volleyball. Cross. He was a volleyball player, actually. Really? Yeah. No, wait. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Softball. Yeah, something that's Baseball. not football. Maybe it was football, I don't know, but Queensland is just uh, a bit different. Crocodile wrestling. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. We have this theory that he plays better in Queensland, so we don't actually mind the... the uh, so, game final, which is close to the equator for Charlie, is a bit better for him, I think. Anyway, just levels balances him yeah, out exactly. It's chi exactly. Um, Trent McKenzie at sixty nine points, pretty easy day. Essendon forwards were absolutely woeful. Um, what they have like four, no, six scoring shots, something like that. Nine scoring shots, awful. Um, but uh, look, he's not someone you can rely on. And uh, Matt Guelfi, just for one for the Dons, uh, who was kind of half respectable at fifty two points, and he did well coming out of defence. But look. I don't know. I'd want to see more. I just want to see him do it more often before you start considering someone like Matt Guelph, you don't reckon, Case? Yeah. Um, would never be a keeper, I don't think. I think he's always someone you could pick up late in a draft with a bit of confidence that he'll play most weeks for the Dons and score okay, but uh, I don't think I'm getting too excited about him being a, a big fantasy jet anytime soon. All right, let's move on to Greater Western <laughs> Sydney versus Melbourne. Yes, very exciting. Tom Green, 86 points. Now, any doubts about his fantasy ability have been squashed from his game on the weekend. Little Tom had 30 touches, but mate... 22 handballs. We do not like that ratio here on the Keep It League pod. But if you want to go back to a bit of positives, a bit of a bit of a um, sandwich of uh, compliments, I suppose. I don't know what, they, what that term is. But uh, 67% time on ground. That is outrageous. So he's knocked up 86 points with 22 being handballs uh, out of 30 touches and only from 67% time on ground. So when you look at his stats, he hasn't played more than 68% all year. And while we continue with the positives, if the rumours are true when Jai Caldwell and Jackson Haightley are both out of the club in 2021, could we look out for some more opportunity next year for Tom Green? I think he could be uh, could be one to watch and one to stash for sure. Brent Daniels, 74, Keeper League pod fan. Um, look... He's a great player. He's just building towards something. 16 touches, three snags, including goal of the year. Have you seen that goal of the year kick? Was it even nominated? No. It should have been. Don't, I don't recall it. Just it was a- Walk me through it. Yeah. Outside 50 and he dribble kicks it like- Oh, yes. And it curled. Yeah. Sorry. Curled all the way. Yeah. If that doesn't win, I'll be shocked. That was a goal and a half. Um, slowly building his way into my heart. He's had a great last few months and one I'll be looking forward 
to getting into my side next year. Uh, Stevie May, 84, really all-Australian form from the big guy. 19 touches, 18 being kicks, which is a good ratio. Listen to that, Tom Green. Um, And eight marks as well. So, look, he could have had a genuine field day. Uh, Sorry, he could have a genuine field day this weekend against the Dons who uh, are just conceding points left, right and centre. So, for me, he's a strong hold for 2021. I think he's back to his best. Uh, Melbourne is slowly, slowly coming good. Uh, May not be this year, but I think next year he could be uh, one of the real locks for like a a D3 kind of position, I think. And lastly, Trent Rivers, 76 points. This super draft keeps delivering 16 touches, three tackles, and two goals, including the game winner. Uh, This kid just has class written all over him. He's got a great floor since returning, which is very, very good to see, and I think he'll only keep getting opportunities at Melbourne. For me, if he uh, retains, which he should, that back centre status, he's a a keeper for me because I think he has got some genuine uh, long-term goods. Hef, you like the look of Trent Rivers? Yeah, definitely, and that goal he kicked was amazing, just the way he smacked it on the boot and it just uh, floated through. So I was pretty happy with that one. So, uh, yeah, look... uh, just going going through his draft pedigree as well, who's one of our favoured guys mm-hmm. in the draft pod as well. And the kind of I know he struggled to get a game. We played early and then struggled to get back in the side. But what he's shown when he has come back in the side, he's got the goods, I reckon. He's definitely one you can count on going forward. Agreed. Now onto the Carlton versus Adelaide game. Now, start with the Crows, the Victors, Bryce Gibbs, tip of the cap to him. Ninety points. Now I copped a bit of flack when I put out on Twitter during the week that people should get Bryce Gibbs into their side this week. (laughs) I saw that actually. Because of the retirement game and everyone was like, no, he'll score shit, he's crap, whatever. And then someone asked, what is the retirement game? Now, Hef, as someone who knows the retirement game very well, do you just want to run our listeners through what that means in terms of scoring? Well, basically it means if when a player generally plays his last game, he goes a little bit harder than he usually would. You know, he wants to make it memorable. He wants people to remember him. And so he pumps out a, a, a decent fantasy score. Yeah. Now, I have some experience in uh, farewell games, Kay, that mm-hmm. uh, you know all too well, but the listeners might not. So in 2018, I had two players playing in a grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned that I played in a grand final once but uh, and won it, by the way. But uh, yeah. Just thankful <laughs> it's not this year. That's... I might not come in next week. (laughs) Next season, maybe. Uh, Because I'd give it to you the whole year. But uh, look, um, some experience I've had uh, in the grand final in 2018, I had Michael Barlow and Brendan Goddard playing their farewell games in the grand final week, the last round of the season, and both went off. I think Michael Barlow had 130 and Brendan Goddard had about 118 or something like that and basically Mm -hmm. won me the game. So anyone who doubts the uh, the farewell game, um, just take a good hard look at yourself, I reckon, because... uh, and, and when Cade Simpson this week yeah, playing, say yeah, that. For, and if you've got Cade Simpson, make sure he's on the field this week. Now we're not talking everyone. Now we know that Paul Popolo and Ben Stratton are playing football oh, yeah, games. No. So we're not talking about those kind of guys going ham. We're talking yeah. about genuine, proven scorers delivering in their final game. Yep. Guys so, that have been good fantasy players in the past generally yes. tend to who have potentially up. dropped off a bit. Yeah, they come back and they deliver. So, Kate Simpson should be a lock for everyone's side this week. Surely, uh, Lockie Shoal, eighty-nine points from him, a genuine best on ground display. Look, showed signs last week, just kind of getting into that wing role. But on the weekend, he played a game and a half, had um, twenty-four touches, nineteen of them being kicks, and kicked two goals. One really played through the wing. Really, really loving what I saw from him. He's uh, 
get another preseason him in, put some size on, he'll be a very good player. I think it almost means the end of Paul Seedsman, unfortunately, at the Crows. I think uh, Shaw will be their wingman long term. I'm super keen on him next year. I think he is one you could potentially even uh, make a case to keep, uh, especially if he comes back next season uh, looking good after a preseason. So, one to monitor for sure or one to kind of stash if you can. I'm sorry to talk about Fantasy Classic Ks and sorry to the listeners about it, but there were so many people that had to rely on him on the weekend with uh, players like um, Sam Doherty and Jordan Dawson going out. And if, uh, there's, I think there was another Defender Zero going out. How nice was it for those people just having a rookie like this just come onto your field and score an 82? What an absolute legend. I think I love the kid. Anyway, working up for my nap. Um, <laughs> next, Harry Schoenberg, 82 points. Uh, he played a super underrated game. All the talk was about Lockie Scholl, but Schoenberg was very, very good. 21 touches and five tackles. He is just so clean in the contest. He had 10 contested possessions as well and went at 76% disposal efficiency. So he's going to be a genuine player. Please watch him this week if you can. He just has all the traits of a very, very good player. Get on board while you can. Lastly... Benny Keys, 73 points. Now, half. Mm-hmm. This means his average is 64, which takes his BCV to 80. Is this it? Kays. Is he officially 2G for P or can I talk about him all next year? Kays. I'm happy either way. Ben Keys. I'm happy either way. Is 2G for P. <laughs> I'm deleting him off the dock. We've got there. Right We've now. We've got there. The second to last game of the season. Benny, you're my boy. Congratulations. This, oh, man. What a day for you, Kaze. This day is just getting better. It's like your child's just graduated from it high school. really or is. University or it something. It really is. Yeah. And he's gone at number one draft pick. Um, Harry McKay, 70 points. He's going to be a very, very good player um, and would be even better, I think, with uh, Charlie Kerner returning in 2021. Might take a bit of heat off him. Don't worry about, don't worry about uh, McLovin. He's cooked. But uh, Harry McKay, eight touches, six big clunks, and kicked four goals one. Now, the Crows weren't playing Daniel Talia, so he probably had it a bit easier than normal. But, look, he's kicked... Um, Goals in nine out of 12 games this season. Um, you know, had a bit of an injury interrupted preseason too. So if he can stay fit across this preseason, I think he could be an absolute behemoth and a very, very good uh, forward scoring option next year. And lastly, Mickey Gibbons, 72 points, 17 touches. He's had a really, really great 2020. I think he's pushing for keeper status in 2021. Um, it's going to be interesting. He's a bit old, we know. But I do think that forward stocks might be a bit light on next year. So someone like Gibbons could be a very uh, nice prospect. So just wait to see what kind of happens next year. But uh, if you've got him, I'd just kind of hold him into your side. I think he's uh, handy enough to keep. All right, Kaze, you had a look at the Hawthorne versus Western Bulldogs game. I did. Uh, basically, this all showed me that Hawthorne really suck, Agree. Uh, both in real and fantasy football. Uh, if we're going to talk about anyone, probably Damon Graves. He had 69 points, 14 touches and six marks. I suppose a good thing for him, he's getting games and playing well, importantly, at the right time of the year. So, I think he could end up being one of the Hawks' better players long term. He went at 93% by foot, which is incredibly hot. Now, for me, he might be a little late flyer next year uh, in terms of the, the draft, but uh, will be one to monitor preseason for sure. Just case, I think it's Greaves. You really are the statesman of the Keep League podcast with your mispronunciations of names uh yeah but i don't get paid to do it like someone aka brian taylor so you know, yeah that's a, true as a casual fan who right. doesn't actually get paid yeah, to do this you do have to lead by example and brian taylor doesn't do it so you're Correct. excused uh yes uh james cousins <laughs> did i say that right yes uh, 66 points i like him a lot uh he's a clearance machine he's a bit humble happy but uh look he still had 19 touches and uh 14 tackles too i think he's one who could kind of just 
breakout next year. 2021 could be his year. I'd be monitoring monitoring him for sure. And on to the Dogs, Taylor Geray, 73 points. Now, this was the Dogs' first game back in 2020 after a nasty injury. He was a 77 average back last year. He had 14 touches and six tackles on the weekend. Wants a spot in their finals team should they make it. For me, he is out of the week heading into finals. He's only 29% owned. He's a proven scorer. Slots into a, um, a Bulldogs back line, which is uh, very, very good scoring. I don't know who they play this week, but he's one who should be added for sure. I think he is uh, very, very much my out of the week. And lastly, Aaron Norton, 72 points. He is one of my favorite players to watch. 13 touches, six marks, three tackles, and two snags. He is very erratic in terms of scoring, but I think he has the genuine makings of a star. Uh, I'm just very blessed I'll have him as a rookie and to uh, just add him next year. And I think you could make the case to hold a guy like Norton or Mackay or even the Kings, I think, next year. I think, uh, as I said, the forward stocks are going to be quite low. And uh, yep. I think these big forwards who are athletic, take grabs, kick good goals, like the four I mentioned, I think they could be very, very good players going forward. Yeah, don't mind that, cool case. Uh Norton, he will be up and down like all key forwards, but yeah. he will pop up every now and then and probably win you a game with his own boot. So. Correct. Uh, let's move on to Sydney versus Brisbane. So uh, Harry Cunningham had uh, 68 points. He's averaging 57 for the season, so he's on the verge of a keeper. But as a defender, I think he really makes a case. So uh, look, keep watching him. We've only got one more game, but uh, look, if he keeps, if he plays like he has been the last few weeks this weekend, you could make a case for him as a keeper. Don't feel ashamed to keep him is what I'm saying if you need to, if you're lacking defense. Uh, Will Haywood, he has 66 points and he was up forward, kicked two goals, only averaging 48 this year, which is kind of hard to think about because he shows potential, but it's going to be hard to keep him this year. So unfortunately, he might be someone who's thrown back into the pool, but if you do want to take a punt in him, I don't think it's the worst option. Uh, Dylan Stevens had 65 points. Now, Kay's talking about guys that fucked me over um, and, you know, poor selections. So I want to give a shout out to a few listeners, have few, um, few, few podcasters out there, uh, actually. So um, I've got a bit of a fantasy brains trust with uh, Dos uh, from uh, Dos and um, Cam from the Draft Doctors and Louis from the Lane Kicking Podcast. We uh, basically just chat about fantasy all day long, every day. No one gets any work done. But uh, I had Stephen sitting on my field the whole weekend and I just really wasn't sure who to play out of him and Nick Blakey and I put it to the group and uh, Dos didn't reply so I can't really um, lump him in on this one but uh, Cam and Louis were just you know adamantly you're playing Nick Blakey so I put Nick Blakey on my field and he scored 20 points less than Dylan Stevens so uh, probably didn't end, end, end didn't really matter in the long run but it was looking like it actually oh, could cost that. me at you the time you can say that mate could have boosted the team's morale you just don't know <laughs> at the time though there was a 20 point difference at the end of this game so it would have been even Stevens uh, if uh, Dylan was on the steal <laughs> but anyway look, he's playing on a wing uh, 13 kicks 3 handles which is a great ratio um, these wing types are looking more and more like increasingly fantasy friendly mm-hmm. uh, as the kind of game goes on and progresses over its next phase of evolution with the 666 so look uh, uh, look, he co- and also what was interesting, he covered the most ground for Sydney. So I generally like the when you find a midfielder that can, uh, you know, he's got really great endurance. It's generally the making of an elite midfielder, I find. So mm-hmm. to be a kid just outrunning everyone on the field, uh, Dylan Stevens is, you know, he's there with like Seb Ross. Do I keep Seb Ross or Dylan Stevens? Like this is where it's coming down to at the moment mm-hmm. with my team. That's how good my team is, Case. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky. 
Kay's just vomited a little bit in his mouth. But anyway. I'll keep Dylan Stevens. <laughs> I'll trade him to you. No. Uh, first rounder. Justin McInerney, no. uh, 50 points uh, in defense this week. Uh, look, was on fire early, but uh, tapered off. Um, look, he's had stints in the midfield, forward, and in defense now. So he's got quite a bit of talent. I'm just going to be interesting to see where he winds up in terms of uh, his role and what position he plays. Nonetheless, though, if you've got him and you want to keep him, another one that feel no shame in doing it because he's showing a lot. Uh, he's been great since he's come back in for Sydney uh, this season. Uh, moving on to a couple of Brisbane players. So Ryan Lester had 75 points and playing in defense, um, playing as a tall defender this week, he had a 67.6 from his last five games. Just not like he's in great form and there's a few questions about him later on. But uh, I just don't, don't know if it's sustainable, that's all. Uh, Daniel McStay, he had 63 points, five marks and a goal, but yeah, not a player. I'm interested. Thanks, Daniel. But, uh, you know, respect for the good performance. All right. And on to some Monday night football case, Collingwood yeah. versus Gold Coast. Yes, I'm assuming I have to review this because you were too busy crying in your <laughs> cornflakes. Uh, but anyway, Will Power, 83 points from him. I could not be any more hype for this guy, actually, heading into 2021. Uh, 22 touches and six marks. Now, we know we've got he's got hundreds to his name. He notched up a couple last year. So, I think next year is a back center DPP. He's a genuine free swing. Uh, so, I'd uh, rock and roll him into your side and... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be keen on potentially, I don't know if I'd keep, but I'd be uh, very much interested in drafting him earlier next year. Alex Sexton, 81 points from him. Uh, Sorry, okay, the- that's hot Sexton uh, yeah. these days. Did you hear uh, Hutto yes. last night? Yeah, yeah, that could have been the, the worst call I reckon I've ever heard. <laughs> but anyway, hot I Sexton. I don't know, I refer back to Brian Taylor. <laughs> uh, 15 touches and three goals, three from uh, Sexton. Look. If he's elsewhere in 2021, which there are some rumours, is he worth a play as a as a draft option next year, Hef? Yeah, I reckon he is. Um, I'm not sure what his real role is as a player. Um, like, he kicks a lot of goals, but he can't, they, he always gets played as like a key forward at times, which I don't think... He needs someone to t- kind of take the heat off him a little bit, I think. And he could, you could potentially turn into like a Dan Butler type, um, you know, next season. So... He kind of already is that, but uh, hopefully he gets the fantasy scoring up a bit more. But yeah, Ripper game definitely uh, has piqued my interest for next season after that one. Uh, Isaac Quainor, 76 points. He had 17 touches, seven marks, and a rising star nomination. Uh, yeah, Shoal yeah, should have got that. I think Tex was actually tweeting, Damn how did Shoal not win that? But anyway. Deary, dear, I didn't... S- nah, Shoal played a lot better game. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, uh Regardless of that, he's tracking very nicely, in my opinion. Uh, I'll be looking at him quite early next year, I think, uh, for my defense. He's a very, very good player. Lots of class. So, one you should have on your radar for sure. Will Hoskin Elliott, 75 points. He's basically a keeper league poster boy. Uh, 16 touches, 9 marks, and a sausage roll. I think he's potentially a streamer option this weekend against Port. I know that, uh, you know, Port are a very good side. But yes, if you're looking are. at his last four games, he's averaging 68.5 with an 86, 50, and 63 to go with that 75. So that's nothing to sneeze at as uh, an F5 coming into this game. So one to potentially think about this week if you do own him. Johnny Noble, 72 points from him. Keeps dominating. He's a lock, I think, for keepers next year. Absolutely. He's uh, well and truly established himself as a very good defender. And lastly, Tyler Brown had 58 points. Now, he could actually be the superior Brown after all the talk we gave Cullum in the preseason. I think Tyler has surpassed him in terms of uh, fantasy scoring. 
third year breakout in 2021, he could be the one. So just uh, keep him on your watch list as well. Don't mind that one, Kay. He's a big fan of Tyler Brown. Just needs to string a few uh, games together, I think, uh, in terms of fantasy scoring. But anyway, uh, we'll move on to a few things. So we, the merch, we mentioned at the top of the show, but uh, look, T-shirts available, 35 bucks from the website. Uh, links are in the description if you want to Very get comfy. involved with those. God, they're the best shirts. Like, so Ethically, comfy. I think like monkeys actually made them. No, that's bad, isn't it? No, that's what's, bad. what's ethical? Um, it just means like adults made them and not child labour. Oh, things like that's that. great. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> not monkeys. Sort of I take that and back. No sweatshops and things like that. No monkeys were harmed in the making of these t-shirts, good. that's for sure. And uh, good local, just a little Adelaide company as well. So you always find like if you don't go to a big chain, you get really good quality. So, um, And they're bloody pricey for that. <laughs> but uh, that's a, you, you pay, pay for, for the quality. You pay though. for quality, that's for sure. Um, but anyway... Uh, now, this was really interesting. So, last week, mm-hmm. I told the listeners that the uh, memberships were now open for 2021 mm-hmm. or that you could renew your membership. We had four absolute bloody legends just wow. renew their memberships off the bat. So, I'm going to mention them again next year when we read through the gold members. They're all gold members too. Uh, but Steve Greenwood, Dylan Brooks, Dale Travers and Simon Moore, you guys are absolute legends for jumping on board uh, and supporting the podcast. We can't do this without you guys. Like We don't have the, the resource and time to actually do it without a bit of help from our listeners. So, uh, absolute legends for helping us out and uh, cannot thank you guys enough. But uh, look, if anyone else wants to renew, it doesn't matter whether you're gold, silver, uh, bronze, it doesn't matter what you're going to do, uh, just log in and uh, head uh, to your account section, hit the subscriptions uh, button and then just hit the renew button if you want to uh, renew. If there's any new listeners out there, so 2021 options are now available. So, um, this year's memberships run out on October 31st, um, but uh, they will, if you hit the renew or you sign up again from now on, uh, you get renewed to October 31st, 2021. So, um, yeah, if you're keen to sign up uh, now and have a look at all the uh, the resources we've got up there at the kind of end of the season, uh, do so now. Uh, podcast reviews, we didn't get one this week, but uh, we'll keep sh- giving shout-outs and hopefully people uh, jump on board and uh, give us a little bit. But, uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you are out there and you're on an Apple device and you haven't reviewed yet, I uh, would really appreciate it because it helps us climb up the rankings. All right, Kays, okay, that's enough uh, plugging our stuff. Let's uh, get on to the listener question. All right, moving on to the listener questions. We take questions from Facebook and Twitter, and we try to give you our best answers to help you uh, through with your Keeper League teams. Now, it's grand final week this week, so there's mm. a lot of important questions that we need to get through. Okay, so Nathan Quarrell's got a good question here. He's asking, who is the best streaming options for round 18? Now, I dug through the Keeper League projections, and I also had a look at a few um, teams that were uh, scoring well, um, I guess, having giving up lots of points, basically, and then who those teams are playing each week. So the, the 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 teams that are giving up the most points at the moment, uh, it's probably no surprise here. But Adelaide, Hawthorne, and uh, Gold Coast are giving up the most points at the moment. I think Essendon were up there too. But anyway, uh, so that leaves me with I reckon Damon Greaves. If you've got him, he shouldn't even be a streamer anymore. But uh, he's one that should be in the field. Jack Rewald playing against Adelaide, I think potentially could go large, especially last week because he showed a little bit of form. Uh, Darcy McPherson, um, not in the best form, but uh, he averages ninety against Hawthorne. And Hawthorne, like that game, those two teams. Out of finals, uh, 
They do not give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be like no defense, no proper defensive work going on. Plus, they give up the most points like to other teams. So I think there's just going to be some fantasy kind of huge scores in there. Um, Jack Ross, I think, in against Adelaide because they're giving up quite a few points, especially to midfielders. Uh, Jared Harbrow in that game could be a good streamer. Daniel Rioli against Adelaide as well. And then uh, Sean Burgoyne, I think, would be a good streamer this week as well. Be even better if it was a farewell game, but uh, he's signed on for another year. He's going so, again. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I think he, he averaged just 76.8 against uh, Gold Coast and he did have 60 last week so in a fantasy friendly game where uh, teams don't care anymore I think he could be the goods what's the next question Kaz uh, at Trav014 I assume Pollock finds a fourth club if so keeper and will Parfit get a bump in the mid time next year or will he stay what he is now um, alright start with Pollock so he should find another club because if North Melbourne can't ship him off for something they'll have to pay out that contract and uh, yeah it's going to be very hard so they, even if they pay some of it I reckon someone will take him is he a keeper oh, yeah I don't even know what he's averaging this year but when he plays and he scores pretty well I know he had a third or something woeful on the weekend a 50 odd or something on the weekend um Oh, borderline keeper. Depends who else you've got in your team. Anyway, Parfit, will he get a bump? Is there anyone that's going to leave that Geelong midfield? I don't think I, so. I don't see a bump, but I can see progression boosting his scoring a little bit. When you get – I know Selwood hasn't been playing, but Selwood is probably nearing the end. And, uh, look, Dangerfield and Duncan and that probably got a little bit more time left in them. But uh, once they kind of get a bit on a bit, I reckon he will be one of the next crop to take over. So if you can hold on to him for another couple of years – He's worth having, I think. It's just going to be a bit hard without the four status next season. Fair enough. Our next question is from Leguizinator. Legustinators? I don't know. Legustinators? Yeah, look, I don't pronounce anything right, apparently, so it <laughs> could be anything. Uh, having a hard time deciding who my last few keepers will be. Uh, we keep 12 each season. The first 10 are easy, but what two players would you guys pick out of these? Simkin, Sarong, Viney, Parrish, Bowes, Rich, and Davies Uniac. So they play 5-7-1-5, and he's currently got three backs, five mids, zero rucks, and two forwards. <laughs> zero rucks, that's cruel. Um, hope you find one in the next draft. You're only keeping 10, there should be someone available, so that's uh, handy. You only got two forwards, so let's just have a look in there. Simkin won't be a forward again. Parrish, will he be a forward again, Kate? Doubt it. Yeah, so, so you're not going to get one out of there anyway, so we don't really have to worry about that. Um, look, I would just probably go with with the best younger players out of that, depending on where you're at. But I like, I still like Simkin for the future, even though he stunk it up the last few weeks. Sarong is a must. Like, he's a lock out of those. Correct. Um, Viney, Parrish, Bowes, Rich, Davis, Junior. I think I'd seriously go Simkin and Sarong, I reckon. What do you reckon? Uh, Sarong would be my number one. Um, I think Simkin's probably just a bit flat after he kind of got that knock oh, you, or that bump or whatever. to say you can pick Bowes. Nah, look, it depends. It, it probably depends on what who you think is going to be left in that pool. Because uh, if you want a genuinely good, consistent defender, I think Bose is the one you want. Rich is on the way out. Davies Uniac, I think you'd better get back in a pool lately. Uh, later, easy. Viney, you know, he's not doesn't do too much wrong every week. So yeah, Bose is definitely next for me. I think Rich was is scoring well, but he's just getting on a bit. Davies Uniac has potential, but he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. Parish is up and down. Viney is a big sook at the moment. So yeah. Just keep Sarong. Yeah, just make sure. And then just back yourself in whatever you want to do for the last one. Maybe use that pick to kind of balance up your side a bit better as well, whether you need another defender or whatever. Um, But yeah. Anyways, uh, at MP 
Punchy. Uh, thoughts on Leicester? Uh, second half of the year has been very, very promising. Um, yeah, I, I've liked his second half of the year. I just don't know like how if his scoring is sustainable, if he has to play a bit more lockdown. It depends who's fit in that uh, Brisbane back line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's a few injuries there as well. So, um, look, I... He's shown stuff previously, but it's just he, yeah, he's probably so one of those guys who's the first out of the side when it comes to it. If you've got a really deep league, then you know keep him. But if you only got sixteen like us, he wouldn't be making the keepers. No, so, yeah. definitely not. Uh, at Wanchworm eight, uh, when you rock up to a prelim as the favourite and lose Hurley, Dawson, Rowbottom, Cogs, and Danger scores sixty playing full forward with the C on him. Uh, well, I have to ask the question: Why do we play this game? What do you play the game, Cass? Um, to just be one year away each year. That's yeah. my best thing. You know, I'm always going to win the flag next year. Yeah. I don't know. I love fantasy just because like, I'm not a punter. So, this is punting for me. Like, the, the rush that people get out of punting. Um, just kind of watching your players. You know, you know, watching watching the sport, watching the game, but then having some other kind of vested interest in it. That's uh, that's the equivalent for me. So, that's why I love fantasy. That's why I play it. Just it's, to, yeah. This time of year, this time of year when you've had a good season or whatever, and there's lots of guys who I've been speaking to have, you know, finished top and gone out in straight sets yeah. because, you know, injuries have screwed it's, you. You know, this whole COVID ball with, you know, resting players is screwed people it's just a it's a cruel cruel game it's funny because it's just a game but like i was just i was a little bit upset like you know not enough to like you know you know be depressed or anything but like, but you're like you know there is a hole in the yeah, wall exactly F, yeah. oh yeah yeah definitely that's what those Clark shirts are covering up i thought you're gonna say there's a hole in my heart and that's uh that's true as well but uh yeah you do get a little bit down when your team loses you get over it pretty quickly but you know if you take it real seriously like we do just losing a prelim when you've got a good chance to make a grand final just really sucks. But then on the flip side, it's great. When Hef loses, it makes me feel good. So, yeah. like, someone wins, someone loses. It's, it's, just, it's just sport. Yeah, one man's or trash, fantasy another man's sport. treasure. Yeah. Is that the right saying there? I don't really know. Anyway, uh, let's ask the next question. Okay, what is uh, it? At Russ2468, by the time you read this out, I'll either be in the GF or wondering where the two-peat attempt went wrong. Hopefully, it's the uh, GF you'll be in, but uh, we'll find out shortly. These players are likely to lose CF status next year. Greenwood, Parfit, Akers, Rowbottom, and Lambert. So, what forwards would you target in a trade with these players? Well, if these guys are centers only next year, they're not going to hold a lot of weight to kind of their, you know, they've got their value right now because they are forwards. But um, look, guys that you might be able to get a bit cheaper because their value is down at the moment or injuries or whatever. I think Tom Phillips, you might have a chance at uh, with a hamstring injury. He hasn't scored that well this year, but does have Ford next to his name and should keep it for next season. Paddy Lispinski as well, just being out of form. Someone might jump at a Greenwood or a Parfit or something like that, or even an Acres, the way he's kind of finished the season um, on something like that. So if he can get his spot back in the side, he's a decent scorer. Guys that are kind of up and coming, I don't know if many people would get rid of him, but someone like Zach Butters and Jai Caldwell, especially if he um, goes to another club as a forward um, next season, I think he might be a good get. You might be able to trade one of those kind of players for one of them look for me if you package it up nicely I think you could get someone like a Ben Ainsworth off someone yeah uh, he was actually next on my list that very very it. good uh, forward next year I think he could be pushing top 10 if he gets a few midfield minutes as well could go mm. okay um, a few more anyway uh, at Time Miller, the current world number four, I think it is. Um, Hogan showed he might not be completely useless. Worth a keep next year. No. Only if you keep keeping lots, but yeah. 
Let's see how he goes this week. But still, nah, he'd have to kick 16. Uh, oh, I would not. He be would have him. to kick 10 and score 200 this week for me to keep him. I reckon. Um, Dylan Brooks, uh, one of our new members, renewed. What a legend! Um, early word on the quality of, of this year's draftees fantasy form. I have no idea. Um, haven't we even like had just had the time to look into it because like footy's just been go go AFL's just been go go go, but uh, we'll have as much much information and stats as I can find up in the off season, uh, especially around draft time on uh, the scoring uh, power of other this year's draft days. So as much as I can find, I will be researching and putting posting as much as I can on our website. So you got my word on that. Um, Kays, what's the next question? Uh, from Jake Rayleigh. Make a big call right now. Who will be the Ben Keys of 2021 for the pod? All right. Uh, so, what is the criteria? So, it has they to have be, to be delisted? Yeah, like a spud. No, <laughs> a no, fucking no, terrible no, player. no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what the question's asking. No. So shit that they get delisted. That's and so shit. Just unlucky. Can only get they get picked up by a trash side, and that's the only way they can get a game as that's, a rookie. Um, yeah, that's, and I love them. So there's, the the f- I've got to love them though. Nah, uh, basically, I reckon it's just yeah, a guy is not travelling too well. Bit of hype about them, but isn't performing. Gets delisted. Gets picked up by a club and performs well the next season. That's like the criteria. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking someone like Will Brody at Gold Coast was mm-hmm. likely to get delisted, and I reckon someone might pick him up. Um, Joe Atley at Port is nowhere to be seen, so he'll be gone. And I think the way he was hyped, uh, he might be uh, lucky. And Kay's one of your bomber boys, Kobe March. Um, just can't seem to get the body right. Can't seem to get a chance. But uh, another guy, and who has some serious fantasy game if he can stay fit. Uh, if he can get picked up by another club, I reckon he might be a goer. Do you have any to add to that list? Uh, could we see Braden Sire on the scrap heap? Yeah, Carl, Carl, Carl. perhaps he could be the uh, he could be the Ben Keys. And the other one. Now he did, he played his first game on the weekend. Hamish Brayshaw. He's got the Brayshaw name. What, do you think he'll get delisted and well, get picked up again? Potentially. I, I, no, he's, he's out of contract, isn't he? He was awful, though. So. Yeah, but that's just one game. <laughs> All right, maybe Hamish Brayshaw. He just needs to come to the Crows and he'll be fine. Oh, of course. Uh, Taylor Q, looking ahead to next year, Florent hasn't performed the way I anticipated. Can only keep him or Dylan Stevens. So my six mids would be M. Crouch, Zerat, Yo, Warple, Menangola, and Simkin. So who would I choose to be the long-term investment? Florent or Stevens? I'm all in on Dylan Stevens. I'm going Dylan Stevens out of those two. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. I like it when we agree. Simple. Very often. Uh, Matthew Crotty, uh, Fritz Smith to get the wonderful back forward next year. Whitfield back to the C def. So that's question. Will uh, Fritzy Smith get the back forward status next year? And then uh, will Whitfield get the centre defender status? Fritz will get back. Will he get yeah. forward or will he get mid? He'll be DPP. I don't think he's played a lot of... like. If you look at his heat map, it looks way more back than anything. So I don't know if he gets the forward status. Whitfield, he's going to be a great backman. Whitfield is funny because like the way they decide the positions in Alpha Fantasy is sometimes to do with the way they line up at centre bounces and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon to see Whitfield line up and defence her in the forward. So that's why I think he sometimes keeps getting some of these DPPs because it seems forward is you know, crazy as a forward this season. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he does, but I also think he'll be centre only next season. What do you think? I think he's going to be a DPP. I don't know what it will be though. Yeah, either forward. I just think there'll be a couple of these sneaky ones that just uh, land and I think Whitfield just seems to be the one that they like to have as a, a DPP each year. Yeah, perhaps. 
perhaps. Anyways, that uh, wraps up the showcase. So, uh, yeah, um, if you're following uh, us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, good on you. But if you're not, head to uh, at Keeper League Pod on all those platforms and give us a a like or a follow um, on those. Just remember, we've got the T-shirts available. Uh, Head to our website for those, keeperleaguepod.com.au. You can renew or sign up to a a membership for 2021 there as well. And uh, I think I've covered it, Kays. One more show to go for 2020. What a crazy year. Can't believe it's the middle of September and we're still going. Ridiculous. Yeah, but anyway, I've loved every second of it. And I think it's tested Kays' patience uh, at some time. But I think deep down, he's having fun still. Having to see you every five days is too much for anyone. He's awesome. Yes, I agree, Kays. Cool. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, we'll talk to you next week for the last episode of the year. See you all. Bye.